What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastor Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. We are live. It is a Tuesday night, Tuesday, the 31st day of January. It will never be January again in the year 2023. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, which you can't be listening to it on. If you are listening to this on Tuesday, I'm very concerned. And and I'm very concerned about how you've somehow leveraged technology to, to zap into our Zoom feed and listen to the program because we don't release it till Wednesday. At which point it will be February. So this is the Greg DeMarco show. My name is Greg DeMarco. His name is Patrick O'Dowd. We are here to talk wrestling. I don't know if you guys know this, but a few days ago we had many people's favorite pay-per-view event of the year. That, of course, being the Royal Rumble. That's also Patrick O'Dowd's favorite pay-per-view event of the year. And it it took place Saturday night. We're here to talk about it. We've got a fun and exciting list for you as well because... If, if, if you know anything, you know that we love our lists. You just made the list! Because the list is fun, damn it. That's just what it is. It's just fun. There's no other way to put it. And then it's it's Patrick O'Dowd list today, and, and I'm excited about it. I've got my 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 three to six prepared. I don't think I'll need to go beyond three. It's a, it's a broad-based list. I think we'll be good. So Patrick O'Dowd, by the way, you can you can follow on Twitter at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick. 
for the wrestling real is Patrick O'Dowd. You can follow me at Greg DeMarco 44. The website is thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. At Chairshot Media. Go to thechairshot.com. It's sports, it's entertainment. It's, well, yeah, and sports entertainment. That's right. For some reason, I, I, I thought it was a different, different order. Change the order. Always use your head, as I did not do right there. Of course, this show streams on all of your favorite platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, so many more. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Tell a friend. Turn on the little notifications bell. Whatever you got to do to make sure this great content gets into your earballs on a weekly basis, do it. Just, just make it happen. Just make it happen today. So uh, no hashtag Miranda show this week for she is sick. So this is it. This is what you're getting. You're getting the Greg DeMarco show this week. Oh, you're stuck, stuck with it. us. Stuck with us. So if you've tuned in looking for the hashtag Miranda show, tune in next week as it'll be back. Sorry, right. sorry to disappoint. That's right. But we will, we will do our be a best. very disappointing day for you. We will do our best to hold things down here, here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. So we are talking the Royal Rumble. It is Patrick O'Dowd's favorite event of the year and, and many people's favorite event of the year. I, I feel like, because Michael Cole called it his favorite event of the year. I, I don't know if he called it his favorite event of the year before Triple H took over, uh, but I think he may have just because you would think that Vince wouldn't want somebody saying that, but uh, who knows? Who cares? Why is it your favorite event of the year? Is it just because of the format? The, the It kicks things off? Like, what is it? I mean, there's a couple of different reasons. One, the it was the first it was the first not WrestleMania major event that I ever like watched and, and for clarity, folks, like I my parents didn't let me do like pay per view like we didn't have like we never got to buy the cable box and do pay per views or stuff so it was always like renting stuff at your local video store and with rent the tapes you know like four months after the event happened and I was just. Kind of, I'd watched every WrestleMania up to WrestleMania eight at that point, I think was what was sitting there uh, at the time. And I'd really only ordered like, or I'd only really rented these tapes. And then there was like, I never did the Survivor Series, uh, but the Royal Rumble, I'm going to own it. It was the box art of Royal Rumble 92, which was the old school poster with the Royal Rumble logo. And then the draw, like the drawing of all of the, the wrestlers, like, walking up in a in an alley like the the poster like the poster's like well let's see what this is all about and i watched rick flair come in at number three as you learned in your coliseum video exclusive interview that he did before which is now part of the uh the the uh network version but was not on the pay-per-view apparently because it was considered weird? it's called yeah. the coliseum it's called the Coliseum. He's like, well, I drew number three, which may, when you really think about it, it makes no sense. Like, you're going to get this interview after the fact that talks about him before he goes into the match you know he already won. Uh, but but back was, then, and, the Coliseum video, I think it was really designed for first-time viewing. And right. Is, is, and so – Yeah. So, yeah. And so you go through this event and the rest, you know, the rest of the card is nothing special. Like it's not anything that you're going to write home and be like, I forget about it. But the Royal Rumble match was for the title. And Ric Flair comes in at number three, you know, Mr. Mr. NWA, Mr. WCW. And he upends Sid 
with an assist from Hogan to to win the Royal Rumble. And I was just enamored by the match setup, the format, the look of it, the 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 countdown and everybody running in. At that time, it wasn't the road to WrestleMania necessarily in the same sense right. as the way that we look at it now. Like it set up the stories for WrestleMania. Um, but the the idea of that match is so much fun. And from then on, it's just such a great like those matches themselves are kind of like to me it's kind of like pizza even a bad royal rumble match is a pretty good royal rumble match yeah it really uh, is. is a pretty good experience and so like you, there's just the way that the wwe weaves so many stories and threads both past and leading into the future you know whether it be road to wrestlemania stuff whether it just be other stories that are getting told and we're going to get into some of the ones that i'm sure i'm sure when we talk about the two matches today um but it's just it's a it's a it's entertaining to watch it's fun to watch and there is still some level of mystery although there was less of an air of mystery and there's been less of an air of mystery the last few years as to who's gonna win it um because and even though i didn't pick the winner it would have been my number two choice for the winner so for the men anyway i did pick the women but everybody picked the women uh that one seemed even more obvious than the men but that's why like it's just it's a great fun experience a match experience and one that i someday hope to see live because i've never seen a live i know you have you and miranda have um not me not yet we someday. do have, i don't days. know where it's going to be next year we got to figure out at some point when i think it's, it's st place. louis because i because i asked you if you wanted to meet me in st louis or was that this year this year was in san antonio i don't think next year's been no. announced yet but uh because it, it was in st. oh no louis there's some other year. there's some that's what it was it was last year that it was like hey you want to meet me in st louis you're like no and I was like, which hurt me a little bit because I love that city and we could have done great things in that city. I could have shown you shit and you just crapped all over it. I think there was, was a like, reason though, like probably a time of year. No, you basically said it's St. Louis. Fuck off. Maybe. That's true. I'm trying <laughs> you, to see you if, did not... is, if do we know the 2024 location. So when I Google 2024 Royal Rumble location, it comes up Philly, which is WrestleMania. So, I don't so yeah, I we don't know yet. We'll find out. But, yeah. But, yeah, we don't know. We don't know at all. Uh, but we should find out here in the next few months, probably before before WrestleMania. I would imagine we'll find out the location of both WrestleMania 41 and the Royal Rumble. Those kind of go together a little bit. So Atlanta maybe they'll just keep going back. to. They've had a lot of Rumbles in San Antonio, actually. It's kind of weird. So um, it's been a good city, I guess, for Rumbles. But who knows? So yeah, I, I, being there live, you definitely have to see one, and and I definitely want to be there when you get to see one because it it is fun. It's just a fun event. Um, it, what's funny is that we were the one I was at anyway. I'm assuming this is like this. We had we had a kickoff show, like we had like three matches and all that stuff. They don't really do that anymore, which is fine. You don't need to. It's a two hour long kickoff show, so these three matches were spread out. Right. But for a while, before the event starts, there's a big giant clock just counting down, like 59 minutes, whatever. And so I swear, every 10, like every, like the end of every minute, eight, right. seven, like it just every single time. And for some reason, it never got old, or at least for the people. Because you're at the Royal Rumble, man. Yeah, you're at the Royal Rumble. It's part oh, of being dude, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, when, countdown. when we go, like I, I, even if they don't have that clock, I may just run the clock on my phone. Oh, they definitely like, have it. 10, 
No. They show it in the, everywhere. Like, like that clock is all over the place. But it's great because as someone who runs a, a Rumble-style event, we don't have a big giant-ass clock at, right. at our indie but shows, right? WWE, so we will literally just have the announcer be like, the next participant comes in in 10, 9, 8. And by 8, the crowd's just chanting, counting it down for you. And right. every single time. And then our buzzer is a sound file before the theme song. So... It's, it's, it's great, but it works. And then the audience immediately buy, like they just know what to do. Thanks to the Royal Rumble. So we will thank people for that, but let's dive into that before we go to our, our first break. Um, what would you think? Let's start with the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, these rumbles both went chalk, which is kind of surprising that they both went chalk in the same year, but, um, what do you think of the men's Royal Rumble match? What jumped out at you? We had a few surprises, including one that you predicted, uh, which I think was a good call. And, and what do you think? Well, seeing if I could find my tweet. So let's go to my profile real quick because I have watched it twice now. Okay. Um, and during the rewatch, watching the Royal Rumble replay, before heading to work this morning, upon further review, the men's Royal Rumble match may be the best booked Rumble in the history of the event. Definitely top three, in my opinion. And for those of you who are pissy about it going chalk and, and pissy about Cody Rhodes winning, get get the fuck out of town. That, that was so... That... That rumble had so much going on in a good way that like like and 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 maybe it is it is speaking ill of Pat Patterson and his ability to book the rumble, but you know everything like everything from you know a Booker T cameo, uh, which was it was a cameo, and there were people who were like, oh, he looks so sad and old. Well, he's in his sixties. And he was in for less than a minute and a half. Like, get over it. He did. He did a spinner Rooney. He did some. He, he made. He popped the crowd. He got eliminated. Life moved on. You got an edge return in a big way that got a support for Beth Phoenix. Phoenix. You got a furthering of a story I thought was done in Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in a minute and a half. Well, like they did it on Raw. They did it on Raw. So you knew that one was coming, but right. But but like just but the, the elimination part and the like the, he, he was out in a minute and a half he was out in a minute and a half but he but did like all he needed to like, do and that was right. that was the great thing about this rumble is that nothing nothing seemed out of place nothing was overdone right. and nothing was underdone except for maybe Kofi yeah but I want to talk about that right well I'm, and, and, I'm shocked the dirt sheets haven't talked about this yet but because Kofi oh looks it's dead like, what what's that he's dead. It looks, it looked no. Well, he hit his head on the commentary table, like camera no, 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 went no, away no, from no, really he. Quick. No, no, no. I get that. Like that he got blown and messed up, and that's well, like he got injured. But from what I understand, like he put out a pretty like it was like an Instagram or a tweet or something that was kind of like, I don't think I should do this anymore. Like but, after this one, like yeah, it was something. It was okay. something like um. Well, that's like good. something like. The world is spoken, or something like that. Like, well, yeah, because was, the the he hasn't done it recently. Like he, he right. the Brock one, he just got tossed, and mm-hmm. and then in this one, he got tossed. 
he didn't quite make it on the chair. It looks like he had hit his head on the commentary table. I don't know because camera cut away. You didn't even really see right, what happened. It's like they, they knew like, it was oh, going to go bad. Um, and I think you're right. Like at some point, that's just not going to work anymore, and and right. you got to leave it be. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely. It really was. I mean, things were well, well done. That's really the best way to explain the Royal Rumble. Like it was just so well done. Everything seemed to have a purpose, which yep. I love. I, I want things to always have a purpose. It was a star-studded Royal Rumble. There didn't feel like any filler entrance in this year's Royal Rumble match for the men. There was no, no NXT really. people, um, and really everybody who was in there, like, and and the top ten was like the first ten was loaded. With, yep. with talent like and that just kind of told the story you had a lot of people last a long time uh i love the fact that gunther and sheamus both made it so long of course gunther being the last one eliminated make well and that was yeah minutes. we didn't even get to that part like i think i had texted you back yeah. uh as it was in my watch and what i had said was i would hope he would i, I hoped he'd be the most elimination guy like the guy to eliminate most right. of the people i i am you know, thrilled that they gave him an hour and 11 minutes and had him go wire to wire because we, we talk about this all the time. We talk about the rumble, like those are the people, you know, are that they're that, that the company sees as somebody who is going to be a big deal yep. or, or believes in like they believe in that guy. And here's the other thing, just to jump to the women's side real quick. Apparently they believe in Liv Morgan too. Oh yeah. I, they definitely do. I mean, they had her win money in the bank. They had her right. beat Ronda Rousey. Twice, right. which no one had ever done up to that point. So, yeah. Right. And, and that was, I like that too. Like they did it once before with Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. But that was the rumble where it was one minute entries when Michaels and Bulldog right. were one and two and they were the final two. Other than that, I think this yep. is the only time that one and two were the final two was with Liv and. Um, yeah, with Liv and Rhea. And Rhea Ripley, which I really liked. I mean, and you could have had, you know, you could have tossed Liv and then Asuka. But, but that one, and that's the other thing too, like the men's finish wasn't as creative, but the women's finish was something that, uh, is unique and has never been done before. Like I haven't seen a finish like that one. So right. I thought that was, that was good. Um, well, looking at this, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm going, I know you're talking about this one, two, three, four, Patrick is Man, Gunther only eliminated four people. Yeah, Sorry, I, mean, I was just because we would have known if he broke the record, it would be all over the place, right? They would have been talking about it like, crazy. oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You know, they uh, love records and, and maybe he'll get it next year. I'm sure they have it. Maybe they figured right. this year we're going to give him the, the Iron Man thing, and then next yeah, he year got, we can and, give and him got the record, yeah, something else. So, the, uh, the other thing you talked about a surprise I called, yeah, the Logan Paul return, and I think you, I think you may have tweeted this about, uh, Pay attention, young bucks. This is how you do a contrived spot. Yes, that was maybe you didn't. Uh, but um, it was a contrived spot. But at the timing of the contrived spot, uh, with him and Finn Balor, Ricochet. I ever or Ricochet. Sorry, Finn Balor had already been eliminated. Um, can I just like every time that dude has stepped into a ring, he has done something to up the bar on what you can mm-hmm. expect from him. He's special as a as a celebrity wrestling performer. And I don't know that when he came out this time, I didn't see a celebrity. Oh yeah. I True. I am fair, but he's, he's, he's worked three shows, four shows. I saw a pro wrestler at this point. I really did. Um, it's fine. 
Yeah. He, he looked a little coked out, but <laughs> just kidding. Maybe. He was hanging out with Shane McMahon before, before the show. Right. But, uh, and no Shane McMahon. I haven't seen any reports of Shane McMahon. The thing about that, how you do a contrived spot, was that they, they, he called it out. They were standing across the ring, and right. they were like, you want to do it? You want to do it? Let's do it. You want it? Basically, without saying it, it's stupid, and we're going to do it anyway. Like Because we're both daredevils, right. and we're both going to be daredevils. Like they didn't right. hide it. They didn't make it seem like it was done, you know, uh, and, and that collision, dude, it's fantastic. That, that, that collision took the air out of my, like out of my chest a little bit when, when, when they hit it and popped like crazy. And it was funny because I love, uh, internet, you know, our internet wrestling community and the amount of effort that people who don't like the WWE went to, to kind of poo poo, whether it be the show Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the finale of the show or that spot. Like somebody literally, I think it's your, um, your buddy who loves, um, uh, AEW, like, um, I'm trying not to say his name. Okay. I think um, Sam might oh, be his probably. name or something like that. Oh, yeah. But like, Sir Sam, yep. so, so some like Australian newspaper was like, Logan Paul did something you'll never see in a WWE ring. He's like, well, I see cross bodies like that. At indie shows all the time. I was like, who the fuck watches an indie show? And who the and I don't think you see that at an indie show. No. And, I, and I'm like, he didn't do a flying crossbody. Like, he, like there was two two dudes doing a springboard crossbody right. into each other. Damn near perfectly in the mm-hmm. center of the ring. Like, do you, th- th- that yep. shot, we will see replays of that shot. Forever. Forever in Royal Rumble Pack. As we should. Forever. Forever. It was perfect it was beautiful crowd lost their shit for it and it's not that that spot had never been done before but it's who and how and when i've never and seen that spot more. done before right i'm not i'm just saying in the history right. of wrestling i'm sure it has happened somewhere maybe but that that and that was kind of the other thing that, that got me walking out of this is it was just like watching the way that they executed this match um and you talked about like even the Cody the Ray Mysterio gets hurt, and they still do something with Dominic to keep that story. Right. Going. Yep. They had, which is weird because if Ray got hurt on SmackDown, I'm sure you had somebody walking around that could have been in that spot instead of Ray, but instead they used it to tell a story. Now you've got a million people freaking tweeting about it's not a 30 man Royal Rumble, it's a 29 man Royal Rumble because, you know. Well, Macho Man wasn't in right. the Royal Rumble the year that he cost Ultimate Warrior the world title either. And I think there's been one or two other times where now Curtis Axel, of course, never even, you know, he didn't make it in the ring, but he got to make his entrance. But Ray right. never even came out like and then people after the match was over, Cody left the ring by going over the top rope. and People are saying he eliminated himself. The match was over. Right. No, like See, there's a bunch of idiots is, online. Is it- like trying to right. make this, is, this is this is people trying too hard. And again, yes. told the story. Here's the here's the simple fact. Because Rey Mysterio never stepped foot in the ring, he never entered the Royal Rumble. Ergo, right. yes, it is a 29-man Royal Rumble. The officials moved on. Seems pretty clear when Dominic's walking out holding his dad's holding his mask, mask. That like you're the being willfully obtuse about something is just is just stupid. Yeah, so, and we know where this is headed. I, we know we're getting Ray and Dominic right. at WrestleMania, and they've probably right. known that for a while, and that's a good thing, right. in in my opinion. It is. It's fine, as long it as is, Ray is. As Edge you know, would say, not a bad thing. That's, that's a, good a good thing. thing. That's DDP. Here's the only... Th- here's the only... Oh, is D- I'm all over the place tonight. It's okay. Here's the other... Here's the other... The only thing that made me a little sad mm-hmm. was Montez Ford getting 
eliminated like 40 yeah. seconds into the match. Like I kind of was hoping he might get one of those like, look at this nice little run by Montez Ford. Because we, I don't know, I think a lot of us thought as a as a people that he would he would be the singles guy by now. I um, think a lot of people did think that. And I think the only reason he's not the singles guy is because of how much Angelo Dawkins has stepped his game up. And he right. lost weight. That's he's become better in the ring. And I think Triple H might be a little more bought into tag team wrestling than Vince McMahon was. And so that could be a thing too. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to just how bought into tag team wrestling I think he is. Um, soon, probably on this week's show. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to be right. part of this week's show or not. Who knows? But um, That's fair. Cody and Rhea winning, it was chalk, but I think it's okay. It's weird because Cody, they telegraphed Cody winning. They didn't telegraph right. Rhea winning. Everyone just assumed she was going to win because she's between a year ago and now she's grown that much to where it's, it's everybody wanted to see her win. Everybody was hoping for it. I thought they did a good job of teasing the fact that Rhea might not win by having the Beth Phoenix attack earlier. Right. Because then you right. assumed that Beth Phoenix was going to be in the rumble and that Beth yep. Phoenix was going to be the person to eliminate Rhea Ripley. And we were going to get to that maybe at WrestleMania or a mixed tag or something. And then there was no Beth and Phoenix to be found in, in the rumble whatsoever. Nope. So, but they still put in that, that little, you know, that little shadow of doubt. I liked that Number one and number yeah, two I, in both rumbles were top level stars, like literally yes. main event level stars in their divisions. I thought that was, and, really and cool. that's, I mean, and it's interesting because I, I don't know that that's necessarily a huge departure from what has happened. In, I mean, there's been some years past. There's always the, always the first two are always right. going to be crowd popping names. Um, for the yeah, most but they're part. not like, like when I, the year I went, it was Elias at number one and Jeff Jarrett at right. number two as a surprise. Right. Well, and you need well, you did that because you needed to do because they wanted to do the Elias guitar bit and and that whole thing. So, right. um, you know, looking at the women's Royal Rumble, um, what. You know, what stood out to me really, really was one, Nikki Cross has got some good cardio, man. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, she made it, she made it down that fucking aisle in a hurry. It's kind of her gimmick. Like, so, yeah, good she Lord. Has to. I mean, I know, I get it, but like, good Lord. I know she's like a tiny human. So, like, you got to think about that. Like, tiny human, like, she's That's taking like four yeah, strides yeah. equal to like one stride. So, that, that was impressive. Um, you know, I used to believe in her. Uh, I don't believe in Lacey Evans anymore. Done. Um, I think that that ship is. Lacey Evans peaked with her first appearance for the company, which was also the 2019 Rumble. Both Rumbles in 2019 opened with long promos. Interesting. Um, yeah. Lacey Evans just I, I, go back to the original character. Like like that's the one that worked right. the best. Like this one, nothing else really works. Or I think she's just dead in the water and and it's not going to work out. Who knows? Yeah, everything they keep trying with her and and they want it's it's just not happening. No. Um. You know, I loved Asuka and her look uh-huh. coming out. I thought that was awesome. Um, I love where they're, they they kind of use that as a continue. I don't know if you'd call it a continuation, but it's definitely a launching pad for a direction for her. Yeah. Uh, that seems a little different. The one that I think she's before. solidly behind. Um, right. She, she continued that a little bit on Raw. Huge pop for Asuka taking off the mask. Like, obviously, yep. people were looking at the screen, but... That got a massive reaction. 
a lot of things that got massive reaction than then the things that didn't get a massive reaction. Like Logan Paul didn't get a massive reaction at all when he entered the Rumble. Um, Cody didn't get as big of a reaction. He got a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I forgot Cody was a thing. So I was like, oh, who's going to be number 30? And then. Really? And then the lights go down. Cody was a thing. I just, it just, just, just in the middle of watching it. I was like, oh, was there going to be a surprise number 30 when like, no, it's Cody Rhodes. Like, duh. Um, And I almost think that was a mistake, but then didn't really have a surprise in their back pocket. So it didn't matter. Um, That's fair. Yeah. No Stone Cold Steve Austin for you. No Stone Cold, no Randy Orton return, which a lot of people were thinking could happen in this rumble. No rock, Um, of course. Nobody, no Sammy, no, no, none of that. Cause that match, cause none of the bloodline, which made total sense. Even though I guess they guessed they were on a graphic for the rumble at some point, Sammy and solo were, um, but it just didn't make sense with the rumble being the open. Right. Um, apparently Nia Jax returned and, and the crowd went wild. No, the crowd popped huge for Nia Jax. I was really surprised by I, that. I think I, she was too. I, I went mild. What was but, interesting uh, was that they screwed that up and they, yeah. they played the music like when the countdown started and completely ruined Nia Jax's return. But it, right. it, it was the confusion and then the crowd realizing, oh crap, here's Nia Jax back in the Rumble. Um, but that got a big reaction. Seth Rollins got a huge reaction. I mean, he's, and I think we're getting Seth Rollins and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. I think that's what they were saying yeah. at the Rumble, which I think would be fantastic. Um, Absolutely. Seth Rollins is just, he, he's hes ascending to a whole other level yet again. It's insane what this guy can and has done and will continue to do as long as he stays healthy. Um, yeah, just the Rumble with Sheamus and, and Drew McIntyre, all things they were doing. Pat McAfee, my God, like, yeah, he's perfect for a match that's that long. When you kind of need things to bridge, you need the energy. Um, and I just, he just, he's brought an element to the company that has so coincided with all the other changes perfectly. Because in what other time frame would Michael Cole and Corey Graves not know that a third person is joining them for the entire four hour broadcast? You know, I, mean, I don't know, man. It didn't like Michael Cole. Like I heard the interview on the Pat McAfee show where he was just like, he didn't know he had, he had shown pictures earlier in the day. McAfee got there 28 minutes before he was supposed to go out. Um, it, it's just insane. And then, and then he, and then he riffed on the show like the whole way. Yeah. Like 20 minutes. Like I'm sure he, he's kept up with the product. On no, he said he hadn't, he hadn't really watched well, he much. Did, he, like he did like a pretty good job of faking it. Then. Like when the, well, I mean, he knows some there of were, it. There were, some, there were some bits where he was like, what have you guys been doing since that? What the hell's happening since? I know, that? like I love that stuff. Like that. When, that was uh, funny. With the Uncle Howdy thing, that was great. His reaction to Uncle Howdy. Thank, thank God, because the rest of the Uncle Howdy thing. Um, and the Dominic uh, Mysterio, boy. he was like, "What the hell happened while I was gone?" And then right. Corey Graves was like, "They're gonna have to, or they're gonna have to deal with, or you know who they're gonna have to deal with." And Mommy and Mag was like, "With who? With Dom? <laughs> like he just doesn't. Like he's the fan in the booth and." That just really, really works. Um, right. Again, love the finish, especially to the women's rumble. You're right about Liv Morgan. They obviously are solidly behind her and, and we'll have plenty for her to do. Um, and, and I do love the things I set up for WrestleMania. I think we could get Braun Strowman, Strowman and Omos. Like they had a big thing, a moment in the rumble. Yeah. Maybe that's going to be a thing for Mania. I do think Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, and that makes perfect sense. 
Um, of course, Brock Lesnar and Bob Lashley is going to happen and should happen. Um, there's just a ton. No John Cena in the Rumble. That was the thing that people were expecting as well. Uh, we'll probably still get no. John Cena in Austin Theory. Uh, who knows? But um, you can't you can't set up all of your stories in in right. Royal Royal no, Rumble. you still need, still need stuff work. to do. Still need stuff to do. Um, in the women's Rumble match, I'm trying to think if anything else was really set up that we haven't talked about yet. But only three NXT women um, that that appeared in the Rumble, so that was that was good. And the fact that they still if three NXT women. One legend and the other 26 came from the roster pretty much. So it was, um, and didn't even have like Carmella return. She returned on the Raw the next day. They could have had her return yeah. on the Rumble and probably should have, but yeah, yeah who knows? Um, I mean, I was happy she was back. Of course you were. The other thing I want to say before we take a break, and I have, I, I have felt this way a long time, but I know others haven't. Corey Graves might be the biggest asset to the company right now. Like, like what he does on commentary, people hate him for some reason. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they don't like his character. He can stay in character and still get so many things done on commentary. He, he does. Yeah. He does the, 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 the current pop culture references. He does the insider references. He bridges the stories he has the attitude. He brings people together that don't make sense for them to be together. And he makes it make sense. Like he literally, to me, is one of the most entertaining aspects of watching WWE television. I mean, I can't, oddly enough, like, I, I think he does a good job. I can't stand the sound of his voice. Like, if that makes any sense. And I resent him a little bit. I get the resentment. Okay, um, some, we all understand. Some the of his some some of his shows, but yeah, like it's it's not even about like the work he does or the job he does necessarily for me. I think like his voice I'm not is like perfect getting, for what he does. I just hate his voice. Like I just hate the sound of his voice. Like I don't. Again, it doesn't. Like I'm not like mute the show, right? Like when I listen to it, but like. I don't really and like he's great on Raw with Kevin Patrick because Kevin Patrick still screws up so much. And Corey right. Graves, like one time he said, like, like, like they said the wrong city and Corey Graves is like, that's great, Kevin, but we're in Detroit. Like just the little things that, that he right. does and, and, but he doesn't bury him in the process. Like he immediately gets right back to what yeah, they were doing. I can't, I can't, I can't wait for him to pull a Jeremy Piven and call it Summerfest or something. You know, <laughs> with a pay-per-view that could be rough. And that's the thing. Corey Graves would immediately call him Jeremy Piven and, and go like, he can get right. a reference out anywhere. And just to think that he was supposed to wrestle, had the concussion issues, and became what he became, to me, it, it's probably my favorite member of the commentary team right now, not named Pat McAfee. And McAfee's kind of a special attraction anyway. So really worked out with the three-person booth because McAfee got to – McAfee was every fan who only watches the big events. Like that's what he was. Right. And that's who he was there for because he was probably saying things that a lot of people were thinking during the show. Yeah, and like that – that definitely worked. So let's take a quick commercial break and remind everybody to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Look, we're 34 minutes into the program, so I'm not going to give you the long spiel. Go to the website, ProWrestlingTees.com, add the forward slash the chair shot, pick up a shirt. It's going to be comfortable. It's going to look great. It's a good deal. Um, you, you get a good shirt on your back, get it in soft style. It costs like three more dollars. It's more, four more dollars. It's worth it. 
It's a conversation starter. It's not a stupid looking wrestling shirt. It's a good looking wrestling shirt. You will enjoy it. You will love it. And you help support all the things that we do here at the chairshot.com and the chairshot radio network. So again, that's pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a four fifty five meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Acknowledge me! So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the Bianca Belair Alexa Bliss match that could have been on Raw or could have been on the kickoff that they really only had for the Uncle Howdy moment at the end. There's a lot of Uncle Howdy on this show, unfortunately. And and we had the whole Mountain Dew pitch black match, which looked cool. I thought it looked cool. It did. It looked it looked cool, but it was mm. Um But but it it's like the 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 whole I don't have a problem with the Uncle Howdy spot at the end. I have a problem with all the shots they keep showing of the Uncle Howdy spot, showing him missing badly. Well, he didn't miss. He didn't miss because he was never supposed to hit. Like right, right, yeah. But but the angle is like showing it an angle, and they showed and the one they showed on Instagram was so bad because it shot from the front of of the stage. So you see how he go. You see him land beside LA Knight. LA Knight roll off, and then you see that it's obviously fireworks shooting off, and not like you see the little six. Things that the fireworks shoot out of right in front of the person holding the camera. I'm like, who posted this? Like, like, why did you post? Like, so why is this somebody allowed to be out of posted? a job? Like, it's just like, um, what intern posted this who's never been to a wrestling show before? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But I am, we'll see what happens on SmackDown this week. I need some serious yeah, movement will, with Bray Wyatt or I'm done. Right. I will, I will say I have Tuesday. not watched, uh, I did not watch Raw, so I don't know much aftermath stuff. Okay. Um, thankfully, they didn't really do uh, anything uh, with the. Um, Which why would they? Yeah, they didn't do anything with that because, like you said, that's yeah, that's SmackDown deal. But they showed some highlights, right? Of course, but those two notwithstanding, 
Rumble stuff notwithstanding, let's get into the main event. Let's get into the main event. Because Please my do. God, it's, it's, I, we said it in text message, so I'll say, I said it last week. Th- at some point, this has the potential to surpass the build to WrestleMania 30 and be the greatest storyline in wrestling history, in my opinion. This is now officially getting- the greatest storyline. No, it's not, it's not getting there. It is there. What they did on Saturday night did it for me. Yeah. The moment this became the greatest storyline in wrestling history was when Jey Uso rolled out of the ring. Right. Like that. When and he said he was out. When he said he was out. Because the pop when Sammy hit Roman with the chair was enormous. Like loudest yes. pop of the night by But we fall. knew but we but it was we knew it was gonna happen. Right. But the shock reaction that you got, it, it was it was an audible shock reaction from the whole crowd. The closest thing I could think of is how the crowd reacted when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, also WrestleMania 30. Right, like it just went silent. That was that silent. Was, that was this crazy. wasn't silent. This was a literal, uh, an audible yeah. like, gasp that Jay just walked out on the bloodline over right. Sammy. It's, it, it's just so interesting because this is another one of those like angles because you know the match the match was the match the match was to get you to the end right it was a good match it was a fine match it was not meant to be anything particularly over the top special it was about the end yeah they had their last man standing match like two years ago so right the royal rumble so i mean and this is the third time they wrestled each other at the royal rumble but and and this is this is another one of those things where i um I just want to remind folks, sometimes knowing what's going to happen in a, in a show mm-hmm. is good. And, and those of you who are, you know, armchair bookers, computer keyboard bookers out there who feel like every angle must have a swerve, you got your swerve. It just wasn't the swerve you wanted, I guess. Like, it wasn't your playlist because... Like uh, the first thing I saw was everybody bitching that that Sammy hitting Roman with the chair was so predictable. We all knew it was going to happen. Blah 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 blah. And again, this is a sliver of the population that clearly is bitter and angry at everything pro wrestling that doesn't have to do with whatever show they love, because everybody wanted Sammy to hit Roman Reigns with the chair. They did. And so and when he does, and so when he does it, that is what. It, yeah, that is what is called a payoff, children. It paid off. They did what they needed to do. And we talked about this last week on our show. We weren't sure how long Sammy and the bloodline could actually last. I don't know how far after the Royal Rumble, if he doesn't make the turn, like, or finish what he started, where he's been conflicted for weeks now, being abused by Roman Reigns, like just being scapegoated left and right. To then be standing there indecisive as to what he wants versus what he cares about. And Kevin Owens, who has basically done the whole, I believe in you, you're still my friend deal. And so he finally does what he thinks is right. Crowd loses it. And then he immediately turns to Jay and starts talking to Jay and apologizing. And then somebody else pointed this out uh, when uh, Jimmy, after Jimmy lays out the super kick, and wipes him down. Then he starts turning on Jay and starts talking to him about I'm he's not your brother, I'm your brother. Like 
it's it's it was well done. This is everything that you want right. out of a good angle. Like it's got everything short of a bloody face because somebody got a cage slammed in their face. Right. Which who cares? Like, no, that was we don't uh, do. Jimmy Jimmy and that's something I noticed the second time around, where Jimmy was like he, you called him your brother. He ain't your brother. I am. Like later he says we are. But that time he said right. I am. And that was right after the super kick when when Jimmy was when Jay was just kind of watching. I do think they could have gone one of two ways. When Sammy stopped Roman from hitting heaven with the chair, every time they looked at Sammy Zayn, and this is me knowing too much, what I pictured going through Sammy Zayn's mind was like 2009 when Kevin Steen blasted El Generico with a chair in the head and said, I hate your fucking guts. Like when the team, right. like they were a team, they lost a title shot. And he was like, there's one thing I got to tell you. I hate your fucking guts. Hit him with a chair. And that was a shocking moment. I'm like, is Sammy Zane thinking about this right now? Because I half wanted Sammy to be like, you don't have to, because he's like, you don't have to do this, man. I really wanted the next line to be, because I'll do it. Grab the chair and, hit, and right. hit him himself with a chair and go that direction. So he had to make a turn of some kind. He couldn't just be in this limbo. Right. But the moment that Roman holds the chair up and then looks at Sammy, you knew like where this thing was going. And and like you said, Absolutely. it's okay. Because at that point, and had Sammy hit Kevin Owens, the crowd still would have reacted. The same level of oh, reaction yeah. would have yeah. been pop. They just needed something. We had to do something at this point. And I think this was right. the right something. And... And yeah, I was a I was a fan. It, that that whole spot at the end allowed me to be a fan. Like when they were celebrating, and Jay goes to put the the lay over Sammy's head, and Roman stops him. You're like, okay, we're not done yet here. And and they continue to do what they did, but it was yeah, it's it's, it's they're a mafia family, and and they're going through some stuff, and and now the family is. It's kind of like you ever worked. I don't know. You you haven't been through this. I don't think, but. I've worked and, and, and been through multiple layoffs at organizations. Yep. The four remaining members of the bloodline, that's what it felt like when people got laid off and you were still there. Like if there was a massive layoff and you were still there, it's like, <laughs> it felt like those four members of the bloodline. It's almost like Sammy and Jay got laid off and, and it's wow. like, wow, like we're who's left. And you're like, what do we do now? Like you feel that it's like level of guilt. You feel this level of like relief. Like you feel all these things and like, and even like when they're going through the whole thing, like, cause I watched it and like, Roman is sitting on the mat with his head in his hands as if Roman was actually hurt by what Sammy did. Cause even during, right. if, if you go back and watch like Roman's yelling at Sammy and he's just like this man, this and that. And, and Roman's telling Sammy, he's like, I love you. I'm providing for you. Like I do think he's like, you're one of us. He even said you're Sammy Uso at one point. Like he literally, well, he, well, he, he said something else Sammy. too. Cause he talked about like, Going back to his, uh, oh. going back to some of his other shit. Yeah, he literally said, he said, go back and do jackass shit, is what he said. Yeah, that's what and it was, because he was talking about line. last year. I like, put that in the article that I wrote. Go back and do jackass shit. And and yeah, just the callback to that. Basically showing Sammy, look where you are now versus where you have been in the past. Now, we all right. know Sammy's in the performer, love the jackass stuff and whatever, but like, this is obviously the biggest thing Sammy Zane's probably ever going to do in, in the wrestling business. Oh yeah. No yeah. matter what happens at WrestleMania. And, and, and this was like, 
we needed something. I thought we were going to get the something during raw. Um, but I'm glad we waited because this was perfect. And, and I just, I love where it's headed. Yeah. I love what they can do. And, and did I get what I want so far? No, at the moment I'm not getting Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I'm okay with it because I do after what happened and knowing the crowd that they always have in Montreal and that elimination chamber sold out within like an hour of when the ticket right. went on sale, when nothing was announced. If they do Sammy versus Roman in Montreal. Oh God. It will be a crowd Dude. reaction that we will never forget. And, and, and especially because here's what I hope happens. I hope they, they'll have to close the show with Sammy and Roman in Montreal. Of course, it'll be like CM Punk versus John Cena in Chicago. It really will be. Except Sammy's not winning. I mean, come on. No, but, no, he can't win. But yeah. But I think what happens is, I think from, from now until Elimination Chamber, I don't think we're going to see Kevin Owens. And we shouldn't. And I don't know if we're going to see Jey Uso between now and then. Although there's a SmackDown tournament going on, like maybe Jimmy and Solo have to defend the titles because nobody knows where Jey is, whatever. And I uh-huh. think in Montreal... You're going to get Sammy and Roman, and I think Ro- Sammy's going to be close to winning, and I think Jay's going to return, and Jay's going to cost Sammy because Sammy's not blood, and Jay has said it before in promos. Right. And, and then and then when – and Roman and Solo might leave because now the brothers are back together, the Usos are back together, and let them beat on Sammy. Then here comes Kevin Owens, which would also be a monstrous pop if we don't see him for the next three weeks, and then he shows up at Elimination Chamber. And I'm okay with not getting Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania if we can have the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd dream scenario where the tag team championships are defended in the main event of night one of WrestleMania. Because we've had a tag team match main event WrestleMania, the first ever WrestleMania, but we've never had the tag team titles. We've had the tag team champions face each other in the main event of WrestleMania more than once. But, you know, and Shawn Michaels and John Cena immediately come to mind because they were tag champs when they faced each other in the main event. But to have a main event, a WrestleMania main event, the final match of the night for night one, be a tag team championship match would be the first time that's ever happened. It would. Yeah, I I hadn't even thought of that. And I and it would be. And if that's when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they win to me, that is that gives me enough to make it okay. In, in my mind, to make it a satisfying payoff, especially if you do Montreal the way that everybody seems to think they're going to do it. So did I get what I originally wanted, which was Sammy versus Roman? No. Could they still build something where Sammy ends up in, in with Roman and maybe Cody in a triple threat because KO and Sammy win on night one? Maybe they can do something like that because I still think Roman's going to leave with one of those titles because he's yep. got the, the record-breaking ram. But I also think Cody's going to leave with one of them. We'll see how they get there, but um, this was was this was cinema at its finest. This this was just this is the greatest story is, ever told yeah. about wrestling. And, really and to be honest, this is the sort of story. Like I'm going to be that guy right now. We don't get this story right now at AEW. No, no, like they're I not was, built for that though. It's okay, right, right. Well, and but here's the thing: is hey, this like. I was sitting there, like, I've been watching AEW, like, on the regular. Uh, believe it or not, I've, I've actually stuck with it longer this time than I 
ever had. I hate the story they are telling with Brian da- Daniel Brian Danielson and MJF because it's so tropey and I don't even understand this. Story. It's just Danielson keeps having matches and MJF trying to get he has, to stop he, him. He's got to get through all these people to get to MJ. It's such a story that they've done that, that wrestling has done time and time again, and, and it's not compelling. And my problem is, like MJF's got to beat him, right? Oh yeah, like he's got to beat him. Like you can't. Ugh. But yet I'm worried. Like as I sit there watching, I was like, I'm worried they're going to go with the wrong answer. So I, like the guys yeah. in their the guys in their company that don't need to be carrying belts seem to be the ones who get to carry belts. Like well, oh, I don't know. The thing about that, and I don't want to make this show about that, but but no, no, know. no, I don't. But, but like, I do want to say but the this. storytelling is they just are, not. No, the storytelling is not there because Tony Khan won a Wrestling Observer Newsletter, whatever Booker of the Year, right? I'm pretty sure they've they've released those awards. I don't know. Maybe I'm just assuming he did. And I got to be honest with you, that might be accurate. Because that's all he does is book matches. Triple right, H should he, win for Storyteller of the Year, but they don't have an award for that. I, I, so it's, help me out. Triple H isn't so really is a booker. Book, is, is booking just making the match card then? Because like, I think like, so. Because like UFC has a booker. It's a matchmaker. A booker and matchmaker. Booker really decides like what the the long term plan is and, and what's going to be that. But the WWE doesn't book, but, man. They write. But, they but, tell would, but would you say? So, Do you book a television show? I, I don't know because again, I've always looked at a booker like because even let's 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 go back to the eighties, like, and let's talk about you know even though a lot of his most compelling stories involved himself, like Dusty Rhodes versus the Four Horsemen. Like right. there were matches and there was a story and there were threads that had Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan as, as a mind, not just as putting together matches, yeah. but he told stories and he too. was called the booker, but, but, yeah, but people right. call him bookers. And so I don't know, like it is I would call triple H. I think that the thing about the WWE that's very different is that the machine and the team is so much larger right. that puts together the totality of the program that you see in the WWE where, Whereas, and I don't know what the team is at AEW. I don't know who it is other than everybody says Tony Khan, Booker of the Year. So maybe Tony Khan is final say of the year. He's still booking most perhaps. of it. He's booking almost all of it. So Jericho so, helps I mean, him, and and I don't know. But I think but I a think lot of people only... have input in their own stories. But I do think a okay. lot of it's from them. It, it's kind of like indie fan. I, I hate talking about, you know, we always joke Greg's a promoter, but like I book 90% of what happens in IZW. And, but I have people that help me that I go to and I'm like, I'm trying to get here and I've got the, you know, seven out of eight things figured out, but what's number eight. And the person I ask who anybody local listening can figure out who it is, they're immediately like do this. And they fill in that one gap that I have and it's perfect. Or they take one of those other seven elements and they twist it and like, what if you look at it this way and they make it better. And I think that's kind of what Tony Khan does, but Tony Khan is booking, a nationally televised program that way. Right. I'm booking for 300 people and, and, you right. know, and, and hoping to get to 400, that, right? Like, so it's totally different. And, I, and I'm not even, and I'm not even knocking the, the side, the, the comparison, but no, 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 it's not, it's not just, and you, and let's also talk about volume here, Greg, you're, you're book, like an independent promoter or a booker. Um, 
you're doing what what you're you're planning you're planning well in advance but you're doing how many shows between six like and eight a, a year right tony yeah. khan is doing two shows television twice a week, a week yeah 52 weeks a, 104 plus weeks four pay-per-views. Like, you're doing 108 events a year 110 yeah. events a year so that i mean that's just a lot and plus so dark and that, and elevation and he books those too and, and that's where i think there's this interesting like where we where I wonder with the WWE and kind of their sort of writer's room mentality, if it get, like it gives them the free, like we people complain about like dopey X, Y, and Z storylines. WWE has the people to write those dopey X, Y, and Z storylines right. um, and have them perhaps go somewhere. They've needed to freshen up their direction mm-hmm. and change things, which I think we would argue Triple H has done well. But at the end of the day, like, there's a difference. Yeah. And I think you see it pay off in an angle like we saw that isn't done. No. It just isn't done yet. Not at all. No, it's not done yet. It just it just it was a ne- it was the next But unless trip. unless they completely turn that thing upside down and fill it with with vomit, it's the greatest angle in the history of pro wrestling. It's the greatest story in the history of pro wrestling. It's just that damn good. Right. And and if it stopped now, it would be Unless they right. completely ruin it, it, it will forever be that. Like, there's just no two ways around it at this point. It's just that that good and cannot be beaten. So, I'm I'm 100 percent on board with that. So, um, let's shift gears. Let let's transition. So, gotta All have right. some fun. Gotta have some fun, and you know what that means. You just made the list. So we have a list this week. That is very appropriate given many people's reaction to the Royal Rumble and, and things that have gone on. And, uh, and so Patrick O'Dowd, this was your week to come up with the list. So what is our list that we're discussing this week? This week, we're going to talk Greg and I's top disappointments. It's not top. In professional. Disappointment. Sorry. Our our disappointment. I can't not say top. You can I, say top if you want to. Is these four? These four that it, these four that I wrote down for the list are are four four top disappointments for me. That's true, and that's fine. And here's the thing. And here's the thing that's interesting about this because I don't know how Greg approached it. I, I will own that from the perspective. Like it could be, it could be a wrestler that disappointed mm-hmm. us. It could be an angle or a story that disappointed mm-hmm. us. I, I'm willing to bet money when I share the name, the name of at least it may become a, an honorable mention that because there's a I got a couple of wrestlers on here. I don't think either of them personally think they're what what's going on is disappointment. Right. But this is my disappointment. And that's fine. That's what this is all about. And we're not mad. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. So I get to go first. I get to, to put put the first disappointment in the bucket before we put them in. And I've got a couple different directions I can go with my first level of disappointment, but I'm just going to swing for the fences with my first one, my first okay. disappointment. And, and I would venture to say 95% of the audience is going to disagree with me, but my first disappointment is what ended up happening with the career of Ryback. Okay. Cuz I liked Ryback. I liked his character. It was different. It filled a void in the roster that wasn't already there. He got all the way up to being a pay-per-view main eventer against CM Punk and of course um in, in Hell in a Cell and and I think 
you know, ended up with, with, you know, being involved or maybe that was with the survivors. I don't know, but Ryback was involved and, and he was there. I think when the shield debuted, like there's a lot that happened with Ryback, but things went South. I think Ryback could actually have been a huge star in this business. I don't know if Ryback, the the human could have handled it given how he's handled things since then. But for me, what ended up happening with the career of Ryback will go down as a big disappointment. So for me, I we talked about the 92 Rumble. We talked about Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. talked about all the WrestleManias I've watched. The main event of WrestleMania 8 that never was. Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair was the opportunity that just it just didn't happen. It never materialized because reasons. And, you know, listen. Because it didn't go over well in the re- house shows. Right. Because it, for whatever reason, it didn't work in the eyes of, of Vince, Hogan, everybody else. But that was the match that every – the dream match at the time. And by the time we finally got Hogan versus Flair – Hell, even for WrestleMania 8, it was probably too late. But yeah, it, was it was definitely too late by the time it happened in, in WCW 94, in 94. Yeah. What's so. interesting is that The Rock versus Steve Austin, those are two of the biggest stars the industry has ever seen. But they became that together. The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin became the biggest stars in the history of professional wrestling by wrestling against each other. Hogan and Flair did it separately. Became the biggest stars in the history of wrestling and then clashed. And that was the problem. And it would right. need to have happened in like the eighties. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely happen. too late to have it, yeah. but it, it still would have been the better late than never would have felt better at WrestleMania eight than it did at bash. Of the I agree with you. Yeah, it was a bash. It was, it was a bash. It was bash. Yeah. So that, I that's, agree with that's, you completely. My, that's my disappointment. I agree with you completely. So, my next disappointment, and there's a couple, God, you know, it's again, you're going to end up with things not on the list, but um, I will go to this direction. It's another individual. It's another okay. professional wrestler on the list, even though I've got angles and companies and everything that I could use. I thought this person had every opportunity to be a big star. And to this day, he will forever be known as for, for two things. Number one, he'll be known for the genesis of McGillicuddy. And number two, he'll be known for often imitated, never eliminated because he never got to enter that Royal Rumble that he was never eliminated from. And that is one of the original Paul Heyman guys on television, Curtis Axel. And the levels that he never got to. And I don't even know if he still works as a producer. I know he had been for a little while. I just love Curtis Axel. Like B team was great. Always at a soft spot, but I always felt like Curtis Axel could have been, could have been somebody. He could have been a contender. So this, this next one, I think you're going to find interesting. Okay. Cause, cause he's still wrestling. Okay. He's actually, he's actually featured prominently on uh, WWE television. Okay. Um, yeah, he had an angle at the Royal Rumble. Um, it's a guy I didn't believe in. And then on this show it was like, I get it now. And he just never has been what I, what I had hoped to see him ascend to. And that's one Braun Strowman. 
And, and I, I, I wanted Braun Strowman to be Andre the Giant, and he's really Paul White. If if that makes yeah. sense. No, he is. Like, he's and in fact, right. I would say I would say he is the Big Show of the WWE right mm-hmm. now. And I, I I remember when he was when he debuted and being like, I I don't get this guy, just this big dude who's kind of terrible. To I can't remember what it was that, that where I was like, I watched it. It was like this big revelation. It was some match. Uh, I can't remember what the angle was, but I remember coming back and he's like, I see it now. I yeah. see what they see in him. I see I see world champion. I see big time stuff. And then it's just never come to be, and I don't think it's ever going to come to be to that level. I think he's always going to he's going to be like Kane. He's an attraction. Um, yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's going to be. He's just going to be an attraction. But hey, Kane's I in the Hall of Fame. Be, so I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is my disappointment. Right. And that's what I said. I was like, if you were to ask Braun Strowman, you think your career is a disappointment? I'm pretty sure he's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But yeah, looking at his millions of dollars, he wouldn't think that way. You're right. But, but as me as a fan, Patrick O'Dowd, disappointed. All right, so I've got to pick one from the remaining few that I have my my potentials of, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna not do the one that I thought I was gonna do. I'm gonna do a different one. So. Your favorite, one of your favorite tag teams, but really your favorite tag team to ever split up and feud is, of course, Strike Force. Rick Martel and Tito Santana. And I love Strike Force and, and I loved all that. But I also loved the team that caused Strike Force to be born. And that was Rick Martel and Tom Zink. The Can Am connection. I thought the Can Am connection was going to take tag team wrestling by storm and have legendary matches with the Lights of the Heart Foundation and and do things for years and years and years upon years. And of course, Tom Zink left and that didn't happen and Strike Force was born. But that left a big old what if for me with the Can Am connection. So my third contribution to the list of wrestling disappointments is the Can-Am connection. Oh. What do I choose? I know, right? I can't wait till we talk about what we left off. You know what I'm going to do? What? Uh, I'm going to do a joint one. Oh. Because I, I don't think you're actually disappointed. And I'm actually... I'm disappointed because this is it's another wrestler. Um, and it's a wrestler that we got behind. That, that, that we put into a stratospheric level of heights that we thought this wrestler would achieve, we tracked them. I wish I had this soundbite right now, but I don't. And while he will be the first to tell you that his career has been nothing but great for him, Dolph Ziggler, we were like, we this is the next Shawn Michaels. This is the next top, top, tippy top guy. And we are going to be on the ground level tracking his ascension. And then we stopped tracking his ascension because we found a plateau and it never got any further. So Dolph Ziggler will be my last. You got no choice. Waste. 
right, so we're going to take a break, and then we're going to reveal maybe one or two that we didn't get on the list. I really have just have one. And, uh, and then we'll, of course, do it upright. So we'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. All right. So before we put them in order, Patrick, what didn't make the list? I have one lock solid honorable mention, maybe two. But I'll let you go first, and maybe you get two out to my one. We'll alternate. What was something that didn't make the well, list? I, I, I only have one left, okay. and it's the ROH title match that I didn't get to see because James Gibson lost the Ring of Honor World Championship to one Daniel Bryan Danielson before Survival of the Fittest 2005, where in his qualifying match, should he have still had the title at the time, he would have been defending against my boy Christopher Daniels, but he lost the title the week, like the like the month before, the weeks before. Right, we saw like the one show that Daniel Bryan Anderson couldn't be at, so he wasn't able to be. Yeah, there. and so and so we got we got Christopher Daniels beating James Gibson, which made me yes. happy. We got we got to see Samoa Joe be susceptible to a flash pin. <laughs> we and, did. Uh, Roderick Strong got like really hurt or was really hurt. Still um, won like the match. Won. Yep. But like won the match, and that was our first ROH show together. Yeah, I had been one yeah. more, but um, yeah, Dorchester. I got married on the on your first one. I know. I remember you didn't, but I remember. So that's true. Um, and that 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 survival of the finish final was over an hour long. Like it was good shit. It, it really was. was, and it was six baby faces. Go figure. Yeah, um, it, was, it was fun. Everybody shaking hands. It was a lot of fun. Samoa Joe got flash pinned. By Where Kirk is Amanda. Chris Tucker? I don't know. Where if I see one more super kick, could you imagine that today? Oh my God! The if I see oh, one man. more super kick line, like who the hell were you right. in the Young Bucks back then? So, so my biggest disappointment, um, the first one that came to mind was the WWF career of the modern day warrior Kerry Von Erich. Like mm-hmm. he should have been a world champion. He he could have lit the world on fire and and done all of that. Um, that's one. The other one for me was the invasion angle. I, that, that was just, they didn't have the contracts. They didn't have the people available and it just did not work out in the ways that it could have. And, and therefore was just never able to pull off the WCW versus much like Hogan versus flair. They were never able to pull right. off the WCW WWF WWE angle. So, but we have six things. You just made the list. This being your topic, wrestling disappointments, Patrick O'Dowd, you get to go first. What is number one on our list of wrestling disappointments? It's it's Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> it's the home of the Ziggler tracker. It is the mutually agreed upon disappointment. I, I like it. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's perfect. I think it makes perfect sense. So number two, I'm going to steal one of yours. Even though it wasn't on my short list, I'm going to steal... Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan not being the WrestleMania main, the main WrestleMania main event that never was. Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. Excellent. Um, I, man, I, 
How how homer do I go on this next pick? Because I love Rick Martell so much. Go for it. But I, I mean, it is it. our list, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with the Can Am. I'm sure you were thrilled I put him on the list. Oh yeah. Then I will go. That's a tough one. I'm going to go Curtis Axel. I'm going to go the son of Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect, the perfect son, not being able to make a career out of this thing, at least unless he's still working backstage. Right. And I, you know, I'm actually going to go with between the two and what I would describe as a true disappointment. I I can't argue against Ryback's career. versus <laughs> Like Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman is doing well for himself. And still has it's a chance. Just, it's, it's just disappointing to me. It's not disappointing to, to to probably fans. Fans probably be like, really, Braun? Like that's really? Because I think Braun so. is perfectly positioned. But but again, it's your list. So so assuming I have it right, you just made the list. At number one, we have Dolph Ziggler. At number two, we have Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania eight, not being the main event. Number three. We have Rick Martell and Tom Zink, the Can-Am Connection. Number four, the career of Curtis Axel. Number five, the career of the Ryback. And number six, the career plateau of Braun Strowman. Congratulations to all six of you. You just made the list. And Patrick O'Dowd, we're at an hour and 11 minutes already. We have had some long shows recently. And well, this is you know, kind of the there's... Way- the there's there's no going. Miranda pressure on today's show. I have to get up earlier than normal tomorrow, so of course we ran long, you know. Right. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. There's no, there's no Miranda pressure on the show. It's hilarious. She's texting me, like, throughout the show. Right. Sick and can't talk, but can't, like, thumbs still work. So, can, can text. So, it's There you go. Good. Um, that we're not going to do a three minute warning. I don't have one planned. We've already gone long. We appreciate you listening. Patrick O'Dowd. It's the most wonderful time of the year for wrestling fans. We are now officially upon the road to WrestleMania. Shout out to Rhea Ripley. We have been pointing at the WrestleMania sign for decades and she waved at the damn thing. Like, I know, right? Like how she pointed and, and then she did the little finger wave. Actually, like, can I, can I, can I jump in? Cause I, I know there's been I know there's been some chatter show. amongst the church. I, well, that's our show. I know um, your name. Your name's on the marquee. Um, but there's been some chatter amongst the the chair shot radio hosts and their feelings about her going up against Charlotte uh, as opposed to Bianca Belair. All right. I put me in the camp of completely in favor of this. I really don't think this is going to be an LOL Charlotte wins situation. I I'm think okay this if it is, is though. I'm okay if it is too, because I think that that like I think Rhea's star is so bright at this point, like it's not gonna like it's it's not gonna be hurt by a loss to Charlotte in an LOL Charlotte win situation. But if you are looking at this from the perspective of the company and we think this woman could be the next, you know, is one of the next big women stars uh, on our roster, how do you make that so? Who do you have her beat to become the next biggest star? Do you ever beat Bianca Belair? 
who everybody's going to be really butthurt if she beats, or you're going to have her beat Charlotte Flair, who everybody's going to be okay with her beating, and Charlotte loses absolutely nothing, and it could, if done right, truly elevate Rhea Ripley to a new stratosphere to where she's outgrown, you know, her her little faction. I mean, it's her faction now at this point, by the way. It's not fit. We all know uh, it's right. both of them, but but I think no, that, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's her faction. <laughs> the whole Dominic thing has really allowed her to ascend to a great level, and 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 you know, big mommy cool as they called her for a while. They're like she's 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 got it all. Um, I, I do think it's smart. And and while they, they're not necessarily going to capitalize on the Sami Zayn movement for WrestleMania, although they probably will if they go with what I said. If you did Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair in front of a WrestleMania audience, who's the crowd going to cheer for? I'm sorry, what? Say that again? If you did Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair in front of a oh, WrestleMania gonna... crowd, who are they going to cheer, cheer for? Rhea. They're probably going to cheer for Rhea. And they're going to treat Bianca right. like dog shit. And that's not what the company wants. Now, if the crowd turns on Charlotte, that's fine. Charlotte can do that. I don't think Bianca can do that. Maybe she can. We just haven't seen it yet. But and, and I think a heel Bianca Belair. My God, a heel power couple with Bianca Belair and Montez Ford would probably be brilliant. And will probably happen someday. They're not that old. they got plenty of time. Right. But... Like the crowd would would definitely turn on Rhea or turn on Bianca against Rhea. If the crowd turns on Charlotte, she's going to eat it up and use it against him, and that's fine. Um, but with Bianca, you can put her against someone people hate. You can have somebody win that elimination chamber match that that no one likes and 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 the fans aren't going to get behind. And Bianca will still have all the fan support in the world. You got all. They book to the poster, they but they also book to the audience. Like, like that's something they've gotten better at with WrestleMania. Yeah, they know what the fans are going to do, so why not use it? Plus, and this is a bigger point than the point that I just made, and, and the point that that you've made is when you know you talk about making Rhea Ripley. It makes sense because of what Charlotte did in in 2020 when she won the Royal Rumble yeah. and then turned around and used it to beat Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Like Rhea Ripley wants revenge. It makes it's just like and you 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 retweeted the tweet or like tweet that I put out today. People complaining that Cody versus Roman makes no sense. I'm like, um, excuse me, like what? Cody won the Rumble and Roman's the champion. It makes a hundred percent chance. You just don't sense. You just don't like it, but it still makes sense. This makes sense. It makes sense for Rhea to think about something that went down three years ago and not. It's it's one of my favorite lines. I use it all the time, and and it's a line from. Um, God, what's her name now? I can't. Black Widow. She always talks about someone asks, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this?" And she has a saying that she always says, and it probably came from the comics, and I just didn't read those, and so I don't know. But she would say, "I got red in my ledger." This to mm-hmm. me is the red in Rhea Ripley's ledger. Is that loss to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania thirty-seven uh, or thirty-six? Which thirty-six was the one in the Performance Center? Yeah. Right. Um, so to me, that's where this is coming from. And I think it's great because Rhea Ripley for the rumble and, and the interview after the rumble and the way she was after winning it wasn't judgment day Rhea Ripley just for a brief period of time. Like she's also got her own stuff going on and everybody in the judgment day has their own theme song. It's kind of interesting. Like when they come out as a right. solo act, they have their own theme song. But when they come out together, they have the Judgment Day theme song. That's rare. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always happen. Yeah, right? it is. The Usos have their own thing, 
But when the, the bloodline comes out, it's just Roman song. There's not a bloodline song. No, no, um, not at all. Solo's got his own. Sammy's got his own. Of course, you know, he's not in there anymore, but whatever. Um, but for the Judgment Day, all four of them have theme songs. I think Dominic does. And but yet the Judgment Day as a whole has one as well. So they I do really think they're trying to not have a, a, a quote unquote leader of the group or whatever. Um according to Corey Graves, it was Dom on during the Royal Rumble. So uh which drove Pat McAfee crazy, which we loved. But um I agree mm-hmm. with you hundred percent. Like that is I did not expect it to go that way. I expected her to pick Bianca Belair. They've even had stare downs with Bianca Belair. But I'm right. glad it went the way it did. And and I'm glad. And you got to remember, and, and Rhea talked about this in her promo, she asked Charlotte to pick her. Like, she asked for it. Right. And it happened to her. And she lost. And so that makes it even worse. Um, maybe it's because she wore white gear, which Rhea Ripley never did. She should always wear dark gear. But um, who knows? But at WrestleMania, yeah, I think that's going to be. I don't think either women's championship match is going to main event this year. Um, because I think we're going to. I really do think they're going to do the Sammy Kevin thing. I, I do. Um, with, yeah. with the Usos. And and look, is there a more, besides the New Day, which they got their Kofi mania, is there a tag team more deserving of a WrestleMania main event than the Usos? Like, No. I don't think there is. There really isn't. In, in terms of the history of wrestling. And you can't do the Usos in the New Day in the main event of WrestleMania because we've done it a million times. But Sammy and Kevin versus the new day is a WrestleMania main event match because of the storyline. So, but I think you made a great point. Um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair makes perfect sense. And if you're going to make a generational star in Rhea Ripley, which I think they see they can do at this point. Right. Um, and that's great. And, and you know, gee, they would be so horrible at building stars. I mean, they really are just terrible. They're, they're terrible. They don't, they don't know how to build. They, they really are. Like you pointed out Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, what they did with her in the rumble. Gunther, I mean, they're just horrible, horrible at building stars. Got you. Know, that Seamus well, guy well, never, never panned out. To hey, anything. remember, remember when Gunther's career was ended when they changed his name to Gunther? <laughs> so funny. God, fucking, fucking terrible. His they career even is chant, done. They weren't. They don't even chant Walter at him anymore. No, and that's they a don't. credit to him as a performer. Like it really is. Yes, that's a credit to him as a performer. I, I love. I, and as we go along, as I you know, whined five minutes ago, I, right. to, I fucking, I fucking love, I love the Imperium. I they're love great. Imperium. They're absolutely, they're, they're so great. Much. I love All three them. Of them. I know um, we argued last I, I week know. about Ludwig versus Giovanni we did, Vici, we, we, but we, we disagreed. We all, yeah, we'll argue about it later. Um, but really, the three of them together are fun. perfect. They really, truly oh, are. Oh God! And, and I just love the way he struts out to the music. Like with his hand, like he does his little arm motion thing while it's playing. Oh, it's so great. And it was it's, good it's when it was just him and Gunther that was still entertaining. The moment at Clash of the Castle where they introduced Giovanni Vinci was great. Like they've handled Imperium very, very well. And and I'm very Indeed. glad they did too, because when they split up Imperium, I was kind of sad. And I'm glad that, that Triple H brought him back together. And he didn't rush it, just, just like all the other stuff too. And I'll, uh, since you threw one in there, I'm going to throw one in there as well. Um, did you, I don't believe you saw Raw last night, right? No, not yet. And you, did you see Raw 30? Yes. Yeah, you did see Raw 30. Okay, because the whole DX thing you were talking about before with the Booker, when Triple H talks about this Booker thing's not so easy, yes. is it? Like, yeah, he, he made, yeah, he made some jokes. Um, Why are you guys looking at me? Right. So you didn't see, and, and you might have seen it online or whatever, but go, go watch it. it. It's a backstage segment, but I have never been a tremendous fan of Chelsea Green. I have yep. never loved. She's a Karen now, right? That's the that's the hot the mess was was okay. What she did at, at all out or all in the first, you know, the thing before AEW was good. 
Laurel Van Ness was, was, wasn't too bad in, in Impact Wrestling, but this Karen character, seeing it in one segment of, of backstage, I think it could be a hit. I really do. Because All right, I think I'll to, I'll, I'll it wouldn't even see. it wouldn't shock me if it was her idea. That's how well she did it with Adam Pierce backstage. Like I just thought it was was really well done. If, if she might still, actually be a Karen, she could be one in real life. But if she's delivering somebody else's lines, then she's the best actress they've ever had. But it, I think she's I think she's behind some of it, and I think it's going to pay off. And I actually think this character. Could work. Everybody just wanted Zack Ryder to be back with her and them be together. But I think she wants to stand on her own. And I honestly think that in a what's becoming a more character-driven WWE, I, it's got some – like Bailey's kind of a Karen too, right, in what she does. But a little bit, I yeah. think that she'll drive it and she'll go over the top with it for a while until she doesn't have to. But I think it's going to be good. I think some good shit. So – I really, really do. All right. We've gone long. We appreciate you listening with us. We can't wait to see what the next few weeks bring us as we're on the road to WrestleMania, which will be stopping off in Montreal, which is going to be crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a shameful thing. Appreciate you listening at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T, at Greg DeMarco 44, at Chairshot Media. You know what to do. Thank you for supporting everything. Thank you for being a part of it. Until next time, always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Acknowledge me.